Buongiorno, and welcome to the Global Podcast, where we keep you up to date on the latest trends and insights on diplomacy and international development. I'm your host, Jesu Antonio Baez, Director of Pax Techum Global Consultancy, based here in London, which produces this series. In this podcast, I sit down with thought leaders, diplomats, and experts on the field, as well as provide analysis from our own team at Pax to talk more about the need for diplomacy in international development in order to foster political will around greater social impact and good. So grab your headphones and let's get on with the show. On today's episode of the Global Podcast, we're finally going to steer a bit clearer from the ad nauseum coverage of the coronavirus and tap a bit more into a subject of green stimulus. Earlier in the month, British Chancellor Rishi Sunak made an announcement for plans to give grants to hundreds of homeowners in the UK in order to make their homes more energy efficient as part of a £3 billion green jobs package. This includes programs to make hospitals, public buildings, and schools in the UK more energy efficient as well. This is all part of a green stimulus, and given that a recent analysis from Oxford University shows that green economy recovery packages for coronavirus can even repair the global economy itself, we're going to dive into this a bit more on what they are and why they matter. Joining us to discuss this topic is Richard Smith. Richard is a sustainable business leader with over 18 years industry experience working in the built environment, energy and renewables. He is a chartered environmentalist and a full member of IEMA or the Institute of Environmental Management and Assessment. Richard is currently based in Scotland. So Richard, welcome to the Global Podcast. Good morning. Uh, Let's first uh, tackle the key question about this is what exactly are green stimulus because clearly there's going to be many listening in who are wondering what what is this talking about and for me in my head it's it's suddenly becoming a a food item which clearly it is not so could we clarify what are green stimulus package sure okay so i think it's important to understand how stimulus can work in in economic terms so um when there is uh, a a sudden event um such as a coronavirus pandemic it can create uh, what's referred to as a negative demand shock, which means that the the, to- the the total demand for all goods and services decreases across the economy, and and that can cause huge issues for for the economy. Um, in, in particular, uh, that the as GDP goes down, the the government is collecting less in tax revenues to pay for public services. So um, it's. It's uh, so basically a, a stimulus is is used to elicit a, a response from the private private sector to essentially get the economy moving again, and and to put that into context, the latest figures are showing that the economy in the UK contracted by around twenty percent during the lockdown period. So that's the biggest on record, and that uh, poses a huge challenge for the UK government. Um, especially when they they need to shell out uh, record levels of financial support to to keep things moving and and avert essentially an economic catastrophe so um what we what we look at in terms of a green stimulus is is a package that generates increased aggregate demand so it's it's essentially um uh, 
increasing the demand for public for those goods and services um, whilst reducing the environmental impact of the economy. So these measures, they tend to be uh, reactive in short term because they're focused on recovering from the crisis. However, they can serve to provide uh, what's called a double dividend by both stabilising the economy in terms of output and employment opportunity, as well as improving environmental quality. So if we then put that into a bigger picture context uh, in terms of policy making, green stimulus measures uh, can be very, um, very useful in expediting the transition to a greener or more sustainable economy, but in the long term delivers simultaneous simultaneous benefits. So, uh, for example, economic growth alongside improved environmental conditions. So if we if we wrap that up by saying, you know, if we respond to the coronavirus recovery with green stimulus measures, then that is likely, highly likely to support the transition to a net zero carbon economy. It's interesting on that aspect because, you know, there's a link between clearly with the economy, as you've indicated. But why aren't we seeing this so much highlighted? I mean, obviously, there was the recent announcement made by the chancellor, but we're not seeing such announcements made, for example, in the United States. I mean, clearly, the Trump administration has its own agenda, but also within other aspects of, uh, let's say, of the European Union or even within other countries. Why isn't if green stimulus packages can have such a benefit on that aspect, why hasn't it been harked as much? Is it a very new concept or has it been around for a while? I think, you know, it's an interesting point that we're not seeing enough discussion around it um, at a government level, um, but there is significant discussion um, amongst business leaders, um, sustainability professionals, influential figures across across the UK and worldwide. There is an understanding that this works and it's been used before. Um, it, it was used uh, on the back of the, the 2008 uh, financial crisis. Um, and so my point probably would be that it's not necessarily that it's not being considered at a government level because there will be people that are influencing the policy makers. However, I just don't think there's enough emphasis is being put on these measures and there's not enough funding um, at this time right now to to kickstart greener enterprises. So, you know, within the summer budget statement, a plan for jobs, uh, Rishi Sunak talked about that three billion pound of funding to help improve the energy efficiency of predominantly residential properties and to a lesser extent public buildings. And these funding streams will be focused on insulating buildings which, of course, is good because we have some of the leakiest properties in in Europe and remedying that will uh, provide both employment opportunities in the short short term because that involves retrofitting around 650,000 homes, um, which is likely to create about 140,000 jobs, as well as reduce the heating demand and therefore deliver CO2 savings of, of half a megaton a year. But let's put that into context. You know, th- those CO2 savings are about 0.1% of the annual emissions of the UK. So that one action to improve energy efficiency, whilst it provides employment opportunities in a relatively short term period, 
the, the issue is that it's not going to deliver um, long-term CO2 savings in terms of a, a transition to net zero. And also, I would argue that the the skills that it develops are not are not good enough for uh, for developing a greener economy in that insulating roof spaces and and floor spaces is a fairly low skilled work um if you were to look at um for example uh, the heating demand for residential properties that across the uk that actually accounts for 18% of of annual co2 emissions so if if those green stimulus measures were were to actually look more at um addressing those inefficiencies and helping people to move to more sustainable heating solutions employing renewable energy sources it would both deliver skilled employment opportunities over a longer term period and it would provide greater carbon reductions uh, uh, too, uh, therefore supporting that longer term transition to the to the net zero carbon economy by 2050. Interesting on that level, but if one also takes in consideration, for example, you know, while one looks at the whole of the UK and the potential that it can bring, particularly in the job creation, but let's say, for example, in the proper environmental um, impact it can have, let's say in the city of London, which of course has high levels of, of air pollution, uh, and it is, I mean, one doesn't need to hark the litany of, of issues uh, environmentally that happens within within what's called the big smoke. Um, it's it, it, what, what impact could this have, for example, in a city in the, in the city of London? Should this be implemented, for example, with all buildings? But clearly, as you've indicated, um, there are certain complications because then one has to consider re rejigging the entire buildings and for a city like london which is quite ginormous that can be quite a herculean task and probably take even more more time but what is the the long-term impact that can happen okay so i think um you know it's important to say that whilst improving the energy efficiency of buildings is is incredibly important there are other measures that can be taken and uh and, and if we were to look at uh, a sort of more comprehensive package then we'd be looking to 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 see green stimulus measures in in other areas as well so for example um decarbonizing transport and infrastructure um you know helping to uh, to put more electric vehicles on the road also support uh green hydrogen uh, technology and if we were to to see those green stimulus measures it's more likely that we'd be uh moving towards that net zero carbon economy um both in those urban environments which needs to change significantly but as uh, but as well uh, the rural environments too which are incredibly important for our economy so i think you know there's a lot of focus on urban environments uh, cities particularly which of course are our trading centers they're where people have traditionally worked but we know now that those centres are going to have to change and the way we use those environments will need to change. And, and we knew that before coronavirus hit anyway. You know, we, we knew that we needed to decarbonize, decarbonize those environments, particularly in, a, in a, a, a transport context, you know, taking vehicles out of those, those urban centres. Um, 
that improving digital connectivity within rural environments, for example, is important to ensure that people can work effectively from home um, and sustain a living without having to travel huge distances to cities. So I think um, what this is about is, is understanding the bigger picture, is looking about where we want to go to in terms of that net zero carbon economy. Um, and, and what does that look like? And, it, and it's about a, a just transition to a more prosperous economy for all, one that values the environment and the services it provides to human beings. And I think that's incredibly important that if for, for all of us to, to develop a greater connection with the natural world and an understanding of our dependence on it so that economic decision making is, is cognizant of that. Um, and, and 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 bringing in principles uh, such as you know circular economy or cradle to cradle design will be pivotal in delivering that greener economy. And, and as I've said uh, earlier, you know the business leaders, policymakers, influential figures all over the world are calling for a different approach that breaks with convention. And and I think the consensus is that to revert back to our old ways would be a hugely missed opportunity to deliver tangible action and and benefit for our planet and for society. Let's go back into that aspect where you say that one needs to revert and change the way we are approaching in regards to revitalizing the economy. And I want to go back to that recent Oxford study, which compared green stimulus projects with traditional stimulus measures, such as those taken after the 2008 global financial crisis, and how they discovered that green projects create more jobs, as you were highlighting, and deliver higher short-term returns per pound spent by the government, leading to increased long-term cost savings. Now, if such is the case, why hasn't then in the previous months when one was looking at the effects that the coronavirus is already having on the UK economy, which already the Bank of England has says is the it's going to be deeper than anything we've seen before. Uh, but that's not a surprise. Multiple countries are having the same aspect. Why hasn't then green stimulus been already considered the first aspect instead of going to traditional methods? Why hasn't this already been the first thought? I think that... Um with a public health crisis, you know, the, fir- the, the, the action first and foremost is to protect people and to, uh, and, and to, um, and, and, and to protect livelihoods. And, and, and the government, you know, I, I don't think we can argue uh, about the, about the fact that the government had done a great job, uh, you know, taken unprecedented measures to, to protect people's health and, and their livelihoods. And that is the immediate, uh, demand or requirement that's placed upon them in a public health crisis. But, but as we move to the next phase in responding to that and recovering from it, you know, I would be expecting to see much more uh, focus on lessons of the past. Um, and there, there are a, n- a number of examples of, uh, of of countries around the world that that respond very responded very positively in this way following the 2008 crash. I mean, for example, South Korea, uh, they they actually uh, allocated around 70% of their recovery package funding uh, to green st- stimulus measures um, following the 2008 downturn, and they reaped the, the reward of that being one of the first countries to re- rebound from that the downturn and that has now come uh, to the fore 
in this particular scenario because they're now pushing forward with their commitment to reach net zero by 2050 with um, with political will at the highest level supported by the people of the country so that there is there is no barrier there they are pushing forward because they see the benefits and and actually perversely in the in the us the uh following following 2008 crash they they allocated funding to flood, flood protection schemes and actually analysis showed that the return to the economy was 17 times greater than spending on fossil fuel based activities when they looked at that. So there's clearly lessons there which which the current administration aren't, uh, aren't acknowledging and referencing. Um, and, and now we're seeing Germany, uh, the, the biggest economy in Europe, uh, allocating around $46 billion uh, into green stimulus measures, uh, including $10 billion on green hydrogen and $9 billion on electric vehicle subsidies. And importantly, with no support at all for petrol and diesel vehicles, which are a huge source of revenue for for, for Germany in terms of its economy. So there's, there's actually some, some difficult decisions that have been taken there in Germany around acknowledging that whilst the production of petrol and diesel vehicles generates a huge proportion um, uh, of their GDP, actually they need to stop supporting those uh, because because a, a new approach is required if we're going to deliver uh, the action uh, required to, to get to uh, a greener economy. So they're taking difficult decisions, but they're doing it and and it will deliver the right action. And I think that quite possibly the UK government needs to listen uh, to business leaders here and all over the world, and also look at what's happening in Europe, and 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 I and acknowledge that perhaps more of the funding it's delivering should be allocated to these green stimulus measures. Exactly, and. It's making me also wonder because clearly green stimulus package it, it, it's proven of course with, with with what you've just indicated and also with the study that it is effective, but perhaps like all great ideas it needs a, a better PR push. So what can one do in that aspect to really uh, to really push the message that this is the way to go going forward in this new normal in which one finds oneself. Uh, where masks are going to be on vogue for quite a while and and travel will be restricted, how can one push then the need for this for for a green economy within let's say the general public or within the key stakeholders? Yeah, I think I think what's really important is actually um, more public debate or discussion around it. I, I say debate. I, I don't necessarily think we need to debate things too heavily. Actually, I think that the science and the evidence is there that it works and what's really important is that we bring awareness to the to the general public around this so that there's a groundswell of appetite for change i think um a greater understanding amongst society of of our connection with the natural world and our need to to look after it because of the services it provides to us is actually really useful um, in in uh, building or an appetite and support for these green stimulus measures, and therefore there is a a call for it 
from 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 the voting public that says this is what we want we want a new uh, approach a different way of doing things we we do want to work from home more we want to commute less um we want uh, to be able to live in happy healthy communities um we we don't necessarily want to be in cities there needs to be a fairer um, more equitable uh, uh, economy for, for all, and I think I think that media outlets can play a huge part in that. Um, I was watching the ten o'clock news uh, last week when the when this, the the summer um, budget statement was was delivered, um, and and the summary there included no reference whatsoever in the whole of the program to those green stimulus measures um which i was astounded by i think the um the the public health crisis that we've experienced is clearly uh uh very um very sad and 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 what's happened is has been uh quite um quite a lot for us to get our heads around and 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 in fact there's there's huge issues that have have been associated with it in terms of people's mental health and well-being which is 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 a whole nother discussion but what i think is really important is that we should be seeing more discussion uh within the media outlets and and just general generally through society around around these measures that need to be taken for us to to change the way we all live and work for a green and more sustainable economy that that is more aligned with our planet's ability to provide those services and i think that's the essential uh, message here is that we're we are living beyond our means and that we shouldn't shy away from that discussion it's difficult to have and it means a change in lifestyle for many of us and that's just the facts and we need to get our heads around that and we need to all work together to 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 work out what that looks like and to make it happen. Precisely, making it happening, which is key. And as you've indicated, a change is here and it needs to happen. And hopefully there will be more investment on green stimulus going forward, as you've indicated, because though one wants to focus so much on the economy on the immediate terms we have to think in the long term and that's where green stimulus comes from so richard it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you about this topic richard thank you for joining us on the global podcast not a problem absolute pleasure thank you that brings us to the end of this edition of the global podcast i'm jesu antonio Baez, director of pax tech and global consultancy which produces this series please do check out our website at www.paxtechandglobal.org that's P-A-X-T-E-C-U-M-G-L-O-B-A-L dot org to discover more about our work. You can also follow this podcast and the work of PAX on both Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you like this podcast, please don't forget to rate, review, and of course subscribe on both Spotify and Apple Podcast. Join us next week for another edition. And until next time, grazie e ci sentiamo presto. Ciao!